not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Hi, and welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge, the number one healthcare reform show in the country. And I believe uh, we are the only show that talk about health care reform uh, and what's going on with the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, health care reform, whatever you want to call it, we're going to talk about it. And before the break, we were talking about the International Code of Diseases or the classification of diseases and the transfer from ID, ICD-9 to ICD-10. And I told you with a, this is going to, this has nothing necessarily to do with making a patient healthier in my opinion, and in the opinion of Congress. Because yet again, Congressman Ted Poe from Texas is going to put a bill before the Congress, and I believe it's already out there, uh, called the Cutting Costly Codes Act. And I don't know that I agree with this bill per se, because we need to go to ICD-10, because we need to move more towards evidence-based medicine, better quality of care, finding ways to cut costs using the best treatments available, not necessarily experimental or just anything going willy-nilly and trying every test to figure out what's going on. But we need to uh, be more proactive in taking care of our own health and being uh, wellness-driven rather than health insurance-driven. And, you know, I saw a great article this week uh, talking specifically that that the Affordable Care Act was not necessarily good for health care per se, but it was great for health care insurance because that was the driver of it to get people into insurance. And if you notice, the cost of your insurance has gone up as well as your deductible has gone up. Now, the premium has slowed considerably over the last six years. But I think some of that was because we didn't know what was going to happen at the Supreme Court. And now that the Supreme Court has ruled that everything is legal under the Affordable Care Act, we have mergers happening. We have uh, insurance rates going up from 24 to 40%. And then you tack on ICD-9 to ICD-10, and I'm sure there's a considerable cost for that uh, because these companies have to test these out beforehand. As we heard earlier in the clip, uh, those uh, companies, whether it's Cerner or Athena Health or Epic, and the hospitals like Truman Health uh, System in Kansas City or CHI Health here in Omaha or the University of Nebraska Medical Center are having to test these out before they actually go live because they don't want to be penalized any further 
from the federal government for not complying with the change from ICD-9 to ICD-10. And as I said before, Ted Poe from Texas is trying to block these uh, codes from being enacted, but I think we're too late in the game to turn these things back. And so the verbiage basically states, and it's two lines, it says, to prohibit the Secretary of Health and Human Services from replacing ICD-9 with ICD-10 and implementing the HIPAA code set standards. It only has about half a dozen sponsors, and they're all Republicans, so I don't think it's going to get off the ground, and I think we're going to move forward with this uh, change in codes, which leads to evidence-based medicine, which leads to big data, which leads to population management, which leads to wellness. Now, why is wellness important? We should be taking care of ourselves. We shouldn't be waiting to the last minute for illness to happen to get treated. So in my opinion, we shouldn't necessarily have health insurance. We should have high deductible catastrophic plans. And we should be car it should be like car insurance. Only use it when you need it. You know, State Senator Merv Reapy here in Nebraska actually has a really good idea, and he used to be a CEO at Bergen Mercy before uh, it was uh, part of Allegiant. And that is to basically pay your doctor in cash at, and, and for basic treatments. And that's going to come before the unicameral in the next session. It starts in January. So I look forward to seeing what happens with that bill, and I am sure that uh, many different types of physicians and many different types of doctors and hospitals are going to look at that and probably be supportive of that because I think at the end of the day, insurance should only be for catastrophic things like cancer treatments and uh, broken legs and broken arms and things that, should cost, that, that are going to cost thousands of dollars. You shouldn't necessarily need to use insurance to go see your doctor for a physical. You shouldn't necessarily need to go see your doctor if you cut your hand. Uh, and, you know, you shouldn't be going to ER for certain things and spending more money than what you should. So we'll watch that bill and see what happens uh, in it. Uh, and so it's very interesting because uh, other states have taken the same track on that and have cut health care costs that way. Um, and so I would say in the states that don't have Medicaid expansion, and there's 21 of them, and we've talked about Medicaid expansion a lot on this show, this could be a way to cut costs. Seriously. It's a serious plan, and I look forward to hearing more about it as our session goes on. And why is that important to you as a consumer of health care, health care insurance? Because I will tell you, with these mega mergers that are happening, those costs are going up. They're not going down. And uh, we see it every day uh, in the marketplace. Uh, you know, I'm telling you now, and I've told you before, that these mega mergers are going to cause rates to go up, not down. You know, in 1999, Aetna and Prudential merged. And there was a study done after it, and the cost went up by about 7%. So don't tell me, folks, that 
even though they go to economies of scale, that the costs are going to go up on this stuff, on, on your insurance. You want to know what the 10 most expensive states for health care are? Starting with number 10, it's Indiana, which is actually very surprising. And number 9 is Texas. Number 8 is Illinois. And number 7 is New Jersey. Number 6 and number 5 are Louisiana and Nevada. And Nevada is going to be very important here in the near future because uh, we saw another co-op go the way of the dodo. And we'll be closing come January 1. You will not be able to get any health insurance from the Nevada co-op. Now, you might be asking yourself, what is a co-op? A co-op was a creation of the Affordable Care Act where people could take a gamble or a risk and receive money from the federal government to create a new type of insurance and as we saw in Iowa and Nebraska with co-opportunity, it closed because they did only received a certain amount of money and they had a high group of people, a large number of people, try to get on that plan, but they couldn't pay the claims. They didn't have enough money coming in for the claims. And so we're going to talk about that here in the next segment on uh, that and number four was Massachusetts, and number three was Maryland. And I bet that if you look at this article, you could guess number one and number two. Number two is Michigan because of its high unemployment rate and the fact that a lot of charity care has to be given in Michigan. So as a consumer of health care, you're going to pay more to cover those who are uninsured and number one would be that sunny state of Florida. And why is that important? Because you have a high rate of retirees and you don't have a high rate of 20 and 30-year-olds to cover the risk-based formula for those retirees. As well as Medicare Parts B and D are adding up to a, about $153,000 for a 20-year retirement. And that's before you really need any care. So at the end of the day, folks, mergers, not good. Not whatsoever. Even though they talk about the economies of scale and you know trying to utilize those economies of scale for... Ways to pressure hospitals and pressure doctors into lower costs of medicine using evidence-based treatment, using best practices, having higher quality. I still don't, I, I still can't see where the cutting costs are going to come in because if you limit the uh, number of providers of insurance, it, you, you raise costs. And what I mean by that is think about the airline industry. And I keep going back to this time and time and time and time again. When the airline industry is deregulated, you used to have Northwest, Delta, Midwest Express, 
<clears throat> American, United, U.S. Air, all flying out of Omaha. Now you have Southwest, Delta, United, and American. With seasonal flights maybe to San Diego, L.A., and Orlando on a, another carrier, Allegiant. Not the hospital system, but Allegiant Air. When you limit costs, you limit everything else. Costs go up because it costs more for you as an individual because you, there's no competition. And in the insurance market, there's not going to be any competition even with these co-ops, because the co-ops are going the way of the dodo, folks, you're going to be paying more for insurance just like you pay for the airline tickets. And here after the break, we're going to talk about the Nevada Health Insurance Co-op and the break is coming up. I can hear it. But we're going to talk about the Nevada Co-op disaster and why this is important to you You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on the mighty 1290 coil. 